Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Before we kick off this week's episode, uh, we have something kind of exciting for you guys. So if you haven't tried Caitlin Bristow's wine, Spade and Sparrows, you are seriously missing out. I recently tried the Pinot Grigio and it's truly amazing. So lucky for you guys, we're doing a giveaway with Spade and Sparrows and you can enter to win a voucher that goes towards three bottles of their wine. So to enter, you have to be following She's All Batch, Spade and Sparrows, and also subscribe to the She's All Batch podcast, obviously, which you should be anyway. How to enter, you need to take a screenshot of this episode and just put it in your IG stories and tag me and Spade and Sparrows. And that counts as your entry. You can do this as many times as you want. The giveaway ends November 17th. We will announce in the next week's episode who won and happy drinking. You have to be 21 years or older to enter. Please don't enter if you're younger because I would hate to award the winner and then have to take your prize away. And that's that. We're looking forward to seeing who wins. Okay, so there are rumors going around that Blake, Katie's new ex, may be the next Bachelor. Thoughts? Um, I hate that so much. And I wish they would pick better people so that I can be excited about this show. See, why, why are you against it though? Because I'm kind of for it. Really? Yeah. Well, first off, I don't find him that attractive. That's just a personal preference, a me problem. But then second, I just think it's too soon. Like we have seen him now on Claire's season. We've seen him on Katie's season. We're going to, he's going to have three seasons in the span of a year and a half, two years. Well, if we're, if we're counting Tasha, it's four. Yeah. Like if you're going to count Claire and Tasha's as two separate things, which right. it was. And mind you, he was one of those people who's like obsessed with Claire. And I think, I don't remember it exactly, but they had a whole little convo yeah. in the beginning of like, oh, when I knew it was you, blah, blah, blah. I was obsessed. But then he also mm-hmm. was kind of similarly <laughs> obsessed with Tasha. He was obsessed with Katie. Yeah. So I guess I just don't find his, any of his relationships like that genuine then. And like, I don't really need to see him find love right now. I hear you on that. Cause I feel like with Claire, it was very short-lived. Tasha, it was short-lived. Katie, I mean, I mean, even Katie's was short-lived because he was only on the show for like 15 minutes, but I am on board with this idea because I like when you know the character or the person yeah. rather. I feel like with, we don't want to be a spoiler podcast, so I, I'm not revealing who the upcoming bachelor is on purpose because the he's rumored, still on the allegedly sh- allegedly yeah but there's like photos so like it is him okay. <laughs> but like but he's on michelle's season so we for people that are listening that don't know about it i don't we don't want to but the difference between blake potentially being the bachelor and this person from michelle's season being the bachelor is that people started finding out about this michelle guy like way before michelle's season even started airing so like i couldn't give two shits about him being the bachelor i know nothing about him i still know nothing about him and he's we're several weeks into the I show know, now. it's like three episodes in yeah yeah and like so they're gonna have to start painting his little picture here but like with blake you know we've known him for several seasons that i'm a little bit more invested into him finding love i think the fact that he had a recent breakup makes it a little more interesting And I don't think with Blake, it actually matters if it's too soon, because I think Blake will fall in love with a rock. Well, but that's (laughs) just it. I'm like, I hear what you're saying, but I would counter that with, do we even actually know anything about Blake? Like, yes, I've seen him a lot on my TV screen, but I couldn't tell you most things about his personality. He likes sex. He, I was just going to say he likes to have sex. <laughs> He's kind of so like cool. That's like a major, major detail we know about him. 
crazy. No other guys like that, right? Do you think that's how they're going to market his season? Like the sex? Well, he is, he is literally Nick 2.0. Literally every single thing about him. Are you kidding? He really is. You're, you're looking at me I, like you're shocked by that. Yeah, because yeah, I... Oh, because you're thinking Nick is hot and you don't think Blake is hot. But let me, can I tell you why I think he's Nick 2.0? Because first of all, he's the two time, he went on one season, one being Clacia, Clarentasia. He showed up, he showed up mid season for the other one, Katie. Nick showed up mid season for Caitlin. He went really far. One, you know, he got engaged. Nick didn't do that, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're both known for liking sex. They both like sex because Nick banged like everyone and yeah. Blake made it very, very clear that he likes having sex. So like they just have a lot in common here. And Nick was a very successful season. So I feel like they're like, okay, well, maybe if but we bring Blake back. Successful because of Nick or because of the girls? Can I be real? When they announced that Nick was the bachelor, I literally like danced around my living room. Really? I know. Yeah. I was like, I like being like really invested in who the person is. And if they just choose the cheesiest guy from the season prior, I'm like, okay, that's lame. But Nick was like, he was coming off paradise and I just really cared about it. So I don't know. This is just, these are just rumors. We don't know if Blake's really going to be, but he's in the talks and I'm here for it. Jackie clearly isn't. And oh, I think he's hot though, by the way. I think he looks like the lion from Madagascar. The lion from Madagascar is hot. No, he's not. And I yes, know he is about a cartoon animal. Yes, it. Yes, I can because I used to have a crush on a ninja turtle when I was little. Okay, but ninja turtles are hot. <laughs> so. You agree with me on that? They're turtles. But, they're literal yeah, they're, turtles. They're muscly though. Oh, okay. So that makes them hot. Not the lion. The lion can't be hot. Okay, I don't know. But the I really, lions I really, too, I haven't seen that much Madagascar, but the lion's like goofy. I Blake is goofy to me. Okay, I hear you. In his ABC picture, he looks like the lion, and he looks goofy. Look at, take a little gander at his Instagram. He has like a backwards hat, and like, I don't know. He's just like rough. I, I like it. I'm here okay. for it. Okay. All right. So maybe you're like in the majority. Maybe other people feel that same way. I feel like people may be more in line with you to be honest, but we'll have to see what ABC decides. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Moving on. Our girl, Claire may be moving on already and she may have a new man and I'm so Uh, here for it. So much. I just can't believe she's constantly in our conversations, but I guess I can't believe it. We're big Claire supporters over here. Um, Mm -hmm. so the guy is irrelevant. What I want to say is that I think Claire deserves to have the public relationship with someone new before Dale. I think it's only fair because I feel like he kind of put her through a lot and she wanted a guy that would show up for her and Dale did not show up. And I feel like it's only fair that she comes out first with a relationship. So if this is real and this being, um, this guy is a comedian, I think. Have you looked into him? No, not at all, but, um, happy for Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait, let's say who he is at least. So like, if we're not totally- Okay. So his name is Jeff Dye. He apparently dated Kristen Cavallari and he is a comedian oh. and they've hung out, they've hung out a couple of times. So I don't think it's anything serious, but Claire is apparently quote unquote done with Dale and ready to start dating again. So she's well, looking good. for a new guy to show up. That's amazing. I'm happy for her that she's moving on. And contrary to what I said last time, I do like Claire and I'm rooting for Claire and I want Claire to find her person. 
I was just judgmental of how she approached it last time, but hopefully this time no one's judging you differently. <laughs> I know I'm just clarifying my stance because I feel like last week I was very anti-Claire, but I do like Claire a lot. No, I like Claire and I feel like Dale, he was here for the wrong wasn't. reasons. And she wanted babies and he didn't give her that. And I just feel like she deserves this, a public relationship before him. Yeah. So we, totally we hope agree. this is true. Oh, oh. And then I also, so I, I did a little creeping. Um, okay. They follow each other. Claire and Jeff die, follow each other on Instagram. So there's some validity here that like, they're at least in contact and she, they've yeah. literally been spotted. So it's not like this isn't made right. up. Right, right, right. So I'm here for it. I can't wait to see it. Cool. So stuff. do you want to talk about the little controversy and the little tiff that went on this week between you and our favorite musician, Jed Wyatt? Not really, but um, <laughs> after I saw that it was picked up on Reddit, I feel like I should. So basically what happened, as you guys know, we're, we're having Bachelor alum come on the show and share their story about what happened to them on the show, maybe call out production a little bit and you know, get to the bottom of what really happened with each individual experience. So I asked Jed to come on the podcast. I feel like he may have gotten an unfair edit and I feel like he may have an interesting story to share. So I wanted to give him that opportunity to share his side because after Hannah's season, he went on Bachelor Happy Hour and Bachelor Happy Hour is an ABC podcast. The interview did not go over well. Like they were just not having really anything that Jed was saying. It didn't help him at all. So I basically, I thought like years later, maybe he has a story that he wants to tell and we'd love to hear it, but that's not going to be happening because um, Jed doesn't want to come on the podcast, which is totally fine. It's his prerogative, but I need to tell the story of how this all came about. So I messaged Jed and put the offer out there and he, he writes back right away and he asked me for my name, my first name, and my last name, which is weird because it's on my Instagram. And he then starts like typing, not typing, typing, not typing. And I could like see it in the bottom of the message. Like, I guess classic class. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, that is the classic. Any uncomfortable conversation you've ever had with anyone ever is always yeah. like, you see the typing, untyping, typing, untyping. Oh my God. It is the worst. And I was like, what yeah. is this guy fucking going to tell me? Basically he told me that he wasn't really happy with my memes that I made about him back in the day and that he was in a really dark place after the show. And paraphrasing, but something along the lines of, I bet it feels really good to have fueled that fire, Stephanie Parker. And I was like, whoa, okay. Um, I was really bothered by him saying that. I, I am sarcastic and I am snarky and my page is sarcastic and snarky, but the last thing I want to do is hurt anyone's feelings. So I apologized very sincerely. Um, I felt horrible. And I said, you know, like, I really do wish you the best. I hope with your music and your fitness, he's apparently doing some stuff with fitness, I guess. Um, I wished him the best. And then after I apologized, like, you better believe I went through my page. And I looked through every fucking Jed meme I made because I wanted mm -hmm. to make sure, like, was there something that I totally missed? Like, was I totally in the wrong for something that I did? I went through. And when I tell you, like, I was, I was nervous. I, every single meme I made, was poking fun at the guitar. I compared him to Taylor Swift singing teardrops on my guitar. I compared him to Phoebe Buffay, how she has the guitar. I said something about like how every date with Hannah is like an American Idol audition. Like they were honestly like, I think I'm funny and original, but it was pretty much what everyone else on the fucking internet was saying. So it's also pretty harmless. Like none of that's like really attacking his character or, or him as a human being. It's literally, I mean, 
he went on a show and sang a lot of songs. That's a fact. Right. Shortly after that, I saw that he put up an Instagram story and I, I opened my phone and I see he's like doing like a selfie video, like talking to the camera. And I looked at my phone and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is going to be for me. I like walk out of the room. I was oh like, my God. this is irrelevant. I How was like did with you my know? I would have thought it was just like something else. No, I mean, I, I was sitting in the living room with my husband and I'm like, I'll be right back. And I go in my room. I look at it. I'm like, I have a feeling this is for me. And I look oh, no. and literally the first line is, so I was just asked to go on a podcast. And I'm like, here it is. What, what do you got to tell me, Jen? So I'm going to paraphrase. I'm going to break down this message and I'm going to paraphrase it. But in between, I want to give my thoughts. He says, so I was just asked to go onto a podcast and I'm not going to name the podcast because um, I just don't really believe in what their page is putting out there. And now first thing I thought of was like, poor Jackie, because she's like kind of getting grouped in with She's All Badge and like the podcast and the page are different. So mm -hmm. he then goes on to explain what my page does. Basically what they do is they create memes that makes fun of people who have gone through the show, both, you know, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, probably other reality TV shows. I don't care to dig in that much. And like my first thought there was like, well, it doesn't really take much to figure out that the page only makes memes about The Bachelor. So if you're kind of throwing in other shows there, it, it made me feel like, are you kind of grouping me together with every single meme you saw about yourself on the internet? I mean, this is three years ago now. Like, yeah. did you really specifically remember me? Or did you see my page, see that it's a meme page, remember vaguely the name maybe, and are now grouping it all together? I don't know. I truly don't. But that's right. what went through my head when I saw that he kind of didn't really know my page. Okay, back to Jed's message. They're using these memes to leverage engagement and use my situation to leverage engagement on their page. And like thoughts on that, because there's so many thoughts when it comes to this. Well, no, but I think that's a very, I think there's a very clear distinction between this is a man who clearly suffered a lot of trauma clearly has had depression a tv show painted him to be that way and and that sucks i think to equate that situation with everyone else in the entertainment industry that's just normal people that are for their literal jobs are you know recapping discussing talking about one of the most popular tv shows on television i i think to lump those two things together is really unfair like, I'm sorry that I made memes about what everyone was talking about, but my job is to make content and engage with the people that are talking about the show. And when you're taking up 95% of the show, like no shit, my, my memes are going to be about you. And like, that's not to say that like, like just because I don't feel like they were malicious and I, I truly don't think they, they were, that's not to say that I can't understand how it can be like a jab that you don't need. And I understand that. So like, if he had just said like, look, I'm not interested in coming on, I'd be like, okay. I feel like that would have been a more powerful statement yeah. than, than what went down. And we're not even done with his freaking Instagram <laughs> story. And then he ends, he ends his little Instagram story by saying, now you want me to come on your podcast to help you do better, Stephanie Parker. And that's when my entire opinion of him changed. If you saw the video and Jackie, I know you saw it. Like he mm -hmm. says, do better Stephanie Parker. And he says it with a wink. And it just something about a man calling out a woman over the internet. You're mad that someone made content about you playing two women on TV. 
it just felt like such an unnecessary did something there like he like like he had a little feeling of like who I showed them and I'm just like I'm not really sure what he thinks he showed anyone or like I think he really thought he put something on blast yeah the way his face was when he said it, it was like, gotcha. Like you thought I wasn't, cause he starts off by saying, I'm not going to name the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then he ends with do better Stephanie Parker. So he's like, you thought I wasn't going to fucking call you out. Well, I did. The first thing I thought of when I, when I saw that or when I heard it um, was the quote hurt people, hurt people. And I just feel like he is someone that is still so hurt from the show and he just wanted to hurt me. I don't know this person. And I, it just was bizarre to me for him to feel like he needed to call me out by name because I can only imagine like what was his intention there. Like he obviously wanted someone to see his story and then potentially send hate my way. Like hopefully someone saw it, figured out who I was and maybe I would get some harassment that you felt you got on the show. Because he says that I, I used his situation to leverage engagement as if he doesn't understand why I made content about his situation. Like your situation was the show. He seems to just be mad that there was like content made about him in general. But if no one was talking about the show and if it wasn't a popular enough show to make memes about, like let's say no one live tweeted the show, no one made memes about the show, no one really talked about the show, then you probably wouldn't have gone on the show to to launch a music career because it wouldn't have been a big enough, more a popular enough show. So just like the, there's a lot of hypocrisy here. Like, look, I understand like, you didn't want memes made about you. It was probably at the end of the day, the last thing you wanted to see after a full day of like, you know, the media coming after you, you lost your fiance, you lost your girlfriend that you started with. Like you really came out of it with like, it was a really shitty hand that you were dealt. I get that. And you probably see a meme and you're like, well, fuck, that's like a kick in the nuts. But I am not responsible for every other thing I just named. His hurt and his anger is valid, but I think he turned it on, you a very innocent small content creator i don't mean in small in a bad way but it's like you're just one person making memes like the bachelor is one of the most popular shows on television obviously the entire entertainment industry profits not only off of the show but off of recapping the show making memes about the show discussing the show interviewing people who used to be on the show like it's a whole conglomerate but it made me wonder like if you're so angry with me are you angry with like Jimmy Kimmel and Kelly Ripa and Wendy Williams and The View and every other talk show and Us Weekly and People Magazine, all these media outlets, because they too talked to used your situation for growth. Because you know what? If they didn't, it would look like, why aren't you talking about the biggest news scandal that's going on right now? After his stories, I responded because I felt like he got to say his side and I was, I felt really I don't even know what I felt. Like, I was just very surprised that he took it to that level. So I DM'd him responding to the story. And that's when I said, like, you know, I didn't ask you on the podcast because I need your help. I explained why I asked him on the podcast. I explained that my memes were about the things that I was shown on TV and his actions. And I, and I ended and said, you know, I bet it feels good to put a random stranger on the internet on blast. I hope you get the healing that you need. And that wasn't even sarcastic. I truly do hope he gets the healing that he needs. Mm -hmm. So I sent that and it it took a while. uh, It was like an hour or so I was checking because I wanted to make sure he, he read it. He reads it. And literally like 10 minutes later, he puts up another story. And again, I have no clue if this is towards me, but I feel like it was my opinion 
Um, it's a video of himself. He's staring blankly at the camera. He puts up like an A-OK hand symbol, then puts it up in the air, then films the shadow of the A-OK hand symbol on the wall. And I just pat, I had like a pit in my stomach. And I'm like, what is he going to kill me? Like, it just felt so <laughs> no, that is weird so to me. Creepy. It's so creepy. And like, again, I'm sorry. If it was not towards me, what the, why would you randomly yeah. do that? No, it definitely like, was. It In like a... I feel like that was literally his way of like literally K-ing you, you know, like when people literally just respond to K because they're mad, like literally the letter K. I feel like that was him, what he was trying but to I do. But I feel like that was like by doing it once again, instead of just like messaging me back, doing it again on stories. It's clearly important to him to do this in a public way because I think he thinks that a lot of people are going to rally to his side. Um, and obviously we saw based on the Reddit thread, that's not really necessarily the case, but I think that's what he, like, he really thinks he's, like, doing something here. He thinks he's, like, calling out cyberbullies. Meanwhile, he's literally cyberbullying. Like, you two-timed two women on national television, and you want everyone to feel bad for you because I made a fucking meme. Like, most of them were about his music, though. Like, I don't- Most most are about their- No. They are are about the cheating stuff. A lot were about the music. It's, I could see when the, when the, the edit turns in the in this season I could tell when my memes start to change so most are about the music and then like a lot from his hometown date because I remember the talk of that episode was like dude even Jed's family doesn't think that Hannah should pick right. him and I, yes every- I remember that hometown date being so awkward and his family exactly being- though so if you, you remember, remember that maybe? yes 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 yeah. so like again the memes were literally about your cheating scandal that was shown on TV, the TV show that you went on to get people talking about you and to get people knowing your name. Yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. You didn't have to respond to me. Right. Like no one, no one made you respond to me and no one made you write, make a fucking story. Well, that's just it. Like, you know, he has every right to be upset with the show, upset with the whole experience, you know, whatever he could have just said, I don't really want to do anything or talk about The Bachelor. I really had a bad experience on the show. Like, I'm done with that. Bye. That's it. And again, like, he could still, just because I don't think they're malicious doesn't mean, like, he liked them. And he could just be like, no, screw you. I don't want to come yeah. on. I don't I don't like your page. But that's I feel like fine. he really was trying to make you solely responsible for yeah, his entire that's my experience. And it's like, it's his, it's his fault. It's the producer's fault. It's literally the entire entertainment industry's fault. So it's just like, you're just, yeah. you're just a gal living your life. <laughs> um, so to really single out literally one human being on the internet, just like that's my you issue. know it hurts yeah you you just summarized my entire issue I really wanted to make the episode title do better Jed Wyatt but like I'm like so afraid of him I love to poke the bear I like I think yeah because it. he's going after Stephanie Parker not Jackie Maroney I want Jed Wyatt to bully me on the internet <laughs> Jed Wyatt put me in your Wait. next story please <laughs> <laughs> wait you know I was like in the shower before and I'm like how low does your life have to be when like <laughs> like Jed Wyatt like literally one of the biggest villains on the show is telling me to do better I'm like god how bad must I be of a person that like this person oh, that like you're you know, not a no, I mean person. not not literally no I no, was I laughing know. about it but I was like wow like the guy that two times girls on tv is telling me to do better like 
I should reevaluate where I am. Yeah. So that in conclusion, if you've stuck around this long, Jed will not be coming on the podcast. <laughs> That's it. Period. It's like the one sentence that we took 45 <laughs> minutes to explain. <laughs> you could have just, oh, oh man, you could have just fast forward to the, like the end of the podcast to see like, well, is he coming on or not? <laughs> Stay tuned. I really hope this doesn't have to be said, but I'm going to say it anyway. Do not message him. Do not go after him. This is not the point of me sharing this story. This, I think we as a whole, we're a group, a team here. We're better than this. Let him be him. We're moving on. I don't give a shit about him. So we are going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. And if you're new here, that is when I ask you guys to submit your experiences with real Bachelor alum in the wild and tell us your stories. So we are going to read a couple that I was sent this week. First one, my aunt and uncle went to their best friend's son's wedding in probably 2014, question mark. Andy Dorfman was the maid of honor and was still together with Josh at the time. So they were both at the wedding. Now, mind you, my aunt is a big Bachelor fan and would have my sister over every week to watch it while my sister was in college. So Bachelor roots run deep in my family. The bride and groom respectfully requested that no one take photos with just Andy and Josh so that the couple was not shown up on their big day. And as far as I know, everyone was respectful of that. I don't blame the bride and groom for like not wanting people just taking pictures with Andy and Josh because that would be freaking crazy if you had a wedding and people are lining up to take pictures with like a celebrity couple. I would like to kind of put this back to the person that submitted this. And I need a little bit more about the Andy Mm -hmm. Josh tea because in Andy's book, she talked about a wedding that she was at and Josh like stormed away and they fought at the wedding. So I need a little bit more here. I appreciate this submission, but please report back with a, with a little bit more tea on, on Andy and Josh, please. And thank you. So I have someone that uh, submitted and she actually ran into Nick by out in the airport. Um, she said he was, fr- uh, he, she said he was friendly. Of course he was on our flight and the entire trip. I had to plot in my mind how I will find him when I get off the plane. Sure enough, he was at baggage and my friend and I went up to him. Like we were friends. We asked him for restaurant recommendations in LA and his favorite things to do. We asked him all about his trip to New York. He said it was good. And he was coming back soon for bachelor watch parties. And then I DM'd him and he didn't respond. Oh, and then she sent a picture. I would love to know more information about what Nick Vial thinks is like a good restaurant to visit in LA or like the things that he actually gave them as like things to do. I don't know why. Am I the only one who would find that interesting or like, is that weird or do you think that's normal? No, I think that's normal. And I feel like if anyone, Nick probably knows the cool things to do in LA. So, oh, totally. So that's two. We need two people to report back now. Yeah. Okay. This person had a little bit of an embarrassing moment with Kevin Went. What's with Bachelor last names? I can't say any of them, but <laughs> Kevin, this is the Canadian from Paradise. He's with Astrid, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. they're heavy baby. So she said, listen to your first podcast and loved it. Thank you. Um, she said, thought I'd tell you about when I met Kevin Went. It was in Waterloo. I was shopping with my best friend at H&M and saw him go into the changing room. <laughs> I stockishly waited outside the changing room until he was done so I could take a picture with him. He came out and was so nice and agreed to take a picture. After the picture, he told us he was out with his mom who was standing there the whole time shopping with her because it was her birthday. I was mortified that my fangirl self interrupted his mother-son date, especially on his mom's birthday. This like, this story reminds me, remember those like embarrassing moments in teen magazines? Please tell me Um, you remember that. No, 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 I do, I do, I do. When they're like, 
then I was picking a booger and my crush was standing yes, there. Like yes, that's what, yes, that's yes. what <laughs> my crush. That is so yeah. Early 2000s then, magazine. Early 2000s. Oh no. I'm showing my age. Early You're 2000s. Like, Wait. Yeah. That's when I was a child. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, Jackie, we're not that far in age. Early to, I'm talking like 1995. I was born. Well, I, I guess that's only in 1993. Five. So when I was like a person reading magazines, it was okay. Okay, 2001. Fine. <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ. Sure. Yes, early 2000s, but also the 90s. Uh, yeah, yeah. So kind of reminds me of that. Like she was like mortified when she turned mm-hmm. and saw his mom was there. I think it's kind of hilarious that you just saw him go into the changing room and just creeped outside. So we appreciate that type of dedication. Thank totally. you for your submission. Uh, okay. So she didn't talk to him or anything. It was just, it's just a viewing. <laughs> no, she, she talked to him. What do you mean? Oh, what, did you what, sleep? What did she say? Yeah, the, I, I he, fell asleep. He fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said that he was with his mom and that, like, oh, oh, it's I her thought birthday. she just saw that he was. With- okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Why would she be mortified? Nothing would have happened. I don't know. I yeah, I was very confused. All right. In college, my sorority won a contest for something on campus, and the prize was a meet and greet with Luke Pell from JoJo season. That's an interesting prize. I was by far the most excited because I was in love with him when he was on the show. How can you not be? I wanted to do something that would stand out, so I bought a rose. Great way to stand out. And when I came mm-hmm. up to him, I said, hey, Luke, it's, it's so nice to meet you. I have a huge favor to ask. Will you accept this rose and take a picture with me? Cheesy, I know but I didn't care because my whole sorority was in line behind me chanting and cheering me on. This feels like another, like, (laughs) this feels like another, like, embarrassed, like a, like a teen submission. I love it. Yeah. He was so surprised and said, oh my goodness, how thoughtful. Yes, of course. I will accept your rose. And he took it and held, and he held onto the rose for the rest of the night. What a true sweetheart. That's very sweet. I love hearing about people being nice. Yes. I just wonder if her crush was standing behind her waiting yeah, to call like, her and out. Did she for, have a booger? Probably. So this person, uh, his friend actually thinks that he may have seen Jason Tardick just moments after Becca broke up with him on the show. So, so go ahead. No. Well, what? There's no cameras well, ha- rolling up here. I had follow-up question. I had follow-up well, questions. Like, yeah. So that's why I was well, going to let you go. I, I was yeah, just being too eager. Question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Save your questions for the end. My friend was just sitting at the bar having a drink when this guy came up to him, sat next to him, dressed up in a nice shirt and looked a total wreck. My friend asked if he was all right. And he, Jason Tardick said, I just got blindsided, man. He pretty much left it at that. But the guy, but the guy's nearly in tears at the bar and someone comes up to him, Jason, and says, you can't be here right now. And Jason tells him to leave him alone. And he orders himself a drink. He continues to order drinks and someone pulls him away after a while. My friend had no clue what was going on and didn't think much more of it until months later when he was watching The Bachelorette with his girlfriend and saw Jason and was like, oh my God, that's the guy I sat next to at the bar in Thailand. So we're assuming it was just after he got broken up with on the show and he was being pulled away by a producer. Mm. So that is some like hot in the moment tea right there. Like his real true reaction after getting dumped by Becca. Yeah, because he, not to say like, oh, he seemed to, not be as hurt or moved on fast or whatever because obviously we don't see these behind the scenes things but like you know him and Becca especially now that he's with Caitlin Bristow and everyone's all friends everyone's on good terms like it's not in the same way that like when Becca 
broke up with Blake, it was like, no, that felt like a real breakup. Whereas like, mm-hmm. you know, once you get off the show, I think people realize like their feelings were maybe a little heightened, you know, whatever it was. But yeah. it's interesting to hear that in the moment he was so broken up about it. Yeah. I mean, they're also, literally still in Thailand. So it's not well, like th- it was. That was going to be my first question was like, was this in the United States or was this like in the abroad location that they were in? which you answered. But then also I do think it's interesting to see just the whole, like, I don't know, behind the scenes of, they are so protective of the people that get sent off the show or when the show's wrapping, you know, obviously the final couple has to go into like the little hideaway houses for a little couple's weekends. So it's like, what, did he literally get broken up with and be like, I'm going here, bye. And just like walk away cameras. And then the producer was like, okay, but you need to be in hiding. And we're like, we need to fly you back to the United States or like, I don't know. I'm or just wondering how that whole went, whole thing went down. Sometimes when they get to that, so he was third. I know Sean Lowe spoke out about this, and he was also third. That ABC, it's not like they're they're rushing to fly them back. Like ABC will keep mm. them in the location because they don't want people seeing that person in their hometown or whatever. Because then they're like, oh well, then he obviously got eliminated. So usually with the third person, or maybe even fourth, they're keeping them just locked up in a hotel room, basically. So I think. I think it's funny that they let him go to the bar by himself because he clearly yeah. was like, I just got blindsided. Like had he like opened up a little bit more after a few drinks, he could have been like, totally. I, I just got booted by Becca and mm-hmm. kind of exposed everything. So that's interesting that, but I mean, he really did seem broken up about it and that a producer came to get him and he's like, screw you. I'm going to drink. So interesting. Totally. I like that one. Cool. I like that one too. Chad used to work out at my gym in Tulsa. He threw on way too much weight doing the bench press and basically got stuck under the bar. Took him a moment to recover and get out from under it. And like, that's where it ends. And this kind of felt like, you're just like- <laughs> I think that's cre- a good one. That's kind of you're funny. Creeping, it's harmless. Cre- like, I don't harmless. know. Harmless. Yeah. No, but like, just like openly creeping at people at, at the gym. Yeah. It's just well, funny. When you go on TV, that is what happens. Yeah. And I just actually- like given- what we know about Chad's personality and how like meat heady he can be. And I, I don't mean that as an offensive term. I mean, that is just like beefy likes working out guy. It's funny to see that he's like at the gym, like really going absolutely off so much so that he at one point took too much weight. Like I've actually never seen someone at the gym do that. Have you? I was just going to say like, we've all been there almost to just kind of like empathize with Chad, but no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, have you actually been there? Like stuck under a weight at the gym? I would never do that. <laughs> no, no, I just go to Zumba. Like I'm not yeah. sitting there like bench pressing, but I would expect yeah. Chad to be able to bench, you know, he was like lifting. Remember he was doing like lifting suitcases and stuff because he yeah, didn't have he's weights. ripped. He's yeah, he's ripped. Good. Fine. Thanks for submitting. That's and thanks for being a, like a stalker at the gym. Yeah. So that's all the Bachelor Encounter submissions we have for this week. If you would like to submit one for future episodes, please DM me at She's All Batch, and we would love to share your encounter. Okay, so we have the iconic Courtney Robertson on the podcast today. Courtney, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, you're so welcome. So, so pumped. (laughs) So I just want to like really just jump right into it right away. So on the show, you are obviously the most memorable person from your season, which was Ben Flanig. That's how you pronounce it, right? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Spelled like Flagnick, so that's a little difficult. <laughs> uh, so you get engaged, you get engaged to Ben on the show, and everything's great. The cameras stop rolling, and then the season starts airing. Can you like tell us how that was for you personally, and also for your relationship? You know, I was 
so excited for it to start airing and like watch it unfold. I never had watched like seasons religiously. I think I had like seen some of Jillian Harris's, but I should have probably done more research. Um, and then I realized like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a villain. It seems like it's, it's trending in that direction. Um, but like for a period of time before it started airing, it was actually like just so exciting. Like I thought, oh, we're going to have this great love story. And we were in a really like good place, like coming off the show and being engaged and like planning our happy couples was like really exciting. And then, yeah, it just, it all started to kind of like hit me. And I just, I felt really disappointed by like the way it was shaking out. And then the relationship started to kind of fall apart. And it just was, it was a lot to handle really. Was there anything while you were filming the show that gave you like an inkling or a feeling that you might get the kind of edit that you did? Or was this a total surprise and totally like different from how you remembered when you were filming? Yeah. You know, I I knew that there was like the drama with um, Emily. Like I know, like she had said like, oh, she's different around us than you. And I knew Mm -hmm. that had happened. And I just, I didn't really get along that well with her. but like, and I remember him towards the end saying like, they, they're saying it's going to be bad for you. And I just was kind of like, I don't know if I was just naive or what, like I knew I had said some snarky things. I knew a lot of the things I said was, was just more like, you know, joking around. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely I didn't think it was going to be a, as big as it was. <laughs> so when you said that Ben said to you, it's going to be bad, was that while filming or after? Towards the end of filming, we were in Switzerland really? and he was kind of, yeah, they were really making it part of this like the storyline. Like they kept having him bring up like, oh, we just, which, you know, he would say things like, I just, you know, need to make sure she can get along with other people. I mean, I remember even at my hometown, him asking my sister that and like, my sister's like, what? Like was kind of a piss. Like, what do you mean? Like she gets along with everybody. Like it was really becoming part of the storyline. Um and yeah, so he had said like, oh, the producers are kind of saying that this isn't going to play out well for you. And I was, I, I didn't know what he meant by that until they started airing it. So then your relationship kind of unraveled as the show was airing. You guys were not together by the time, uh, like the finale aired, right? So we were, we were, we, he like had called me, I was in New York doing a photo shoot and like we, he was just struggling a lot with things. And we had a, one conversation and I guess he thought we broke up. He said, like, I just need some time. I think the lines were a little blurred for me. I didn't realize that that was like a breakup conversation. Yeah. I just kind of, I took it as like, he needs like some space. You know, he was on the press circuit and like getting asked about it constantly. And I think he was questioning it. But yeah, so in his mind, that conversation, we broke up. I took it a different way. Um, and then like pictures surfaced. And like, at that point, we were already mm. talking again. I did the women tell all which was kind of, I think one of the first times, like someone that went to the end came on the women tell all, um, it was like a firing squad. It was like really talk about PTSD. Um, so yeah. Yeah, And then he was like, Oh, it was so bad. The girls were so mean. They gassed him up with like tons of tequila and um, yeah, I bet. Yeah. It was just like, Oh my gosh, this is horrible. But yeah. So then we kind of like got back together like right before the uh, after the final rose and okay. and I wanted to try I was like why don't we just try it like we've gone through this much already like I'd hate to make it this far and <clears throat> regret not trying you know right 
Do you think that you got an unfair edit on the show then? If according to you, it was just kind of a few tips with Emily and that was really it for you to be like the focal point. Like you literally were the whole season. Like, do you think that was unfair the way they kind of portrayed you? You know, I, I wouldn't like say unfair. I think that, you know, they have to make a television show and they say that. I think they got a little bit greedy with me. I will say Mm -hmm. that. And I remember, for example, um, a couple of the EPs, one saying like, we've never had like a model on the show, um, Mm -hmm. like a real model. Like we kind of had to do it to you. And I was like, oh, really? And I was like, you're making, you know, I felt like they were kind of trying to make that character out of me. And then uh, Mike Fleiss said something like, you're famous. Like, and they, they were, people were saying things to me, like, we just had not enough like they were telling me like he was so boring we needed to make like you saved the season and I'm like that's, yeah, that's not true <laughs> but I was like that's what they were telling me and I'm like why well why do you have to take it so far but I honestly I never watched it until I wrote my book and that was when I was like like there were so many voiceovers like I know like the winning thing and I saw it differently because I knew what I was wearing in Panama and I was like wow they really spliced things in so when I finally watched, I didn't want to watch it. Um, I watched a little bit of it and it actually was kind of turning me off from the relationship just to see him with other people. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but when I watched it, that's when I really was like years later, I was like, Oh wow, this was really a chop job, you know, but I don't blame yeah. them. Like I said those things, like I didn't need to say to Casey B like how that taste coming out of your mouth when she read mm. my name off of the date card. Like I was like, just like, I like to, you know, I can have a little snark and I thought that they could handle some of that stuff. Like I definitely was sassy. Um, but -hmm. you know, in all honesty, the girls really didn't make much of an effort with me. Um, I felt a little outcasted in the beginning and like coming in the room and hearing everybody talking about me. Um, it just didn't feel good. (laughs) Yeah. I don't blame you. Like I don't like forced interactions. That was really hard for me. I just think some people can like, I don't handle that better, you know? Yeah. So I think I, I think you may have said on reality, Steve's podcast, was there something about your face on a cork board with the word villain across it? I was told that. Yeah. I was told that from somebody who was there and, uh, who was actually a former bachelor. I won't say his name, but he said, uh, he was there in their office and he had, he saw like the girls pictures up on the wall and said that there was like villain under my name. And that was before we even left for filming. So another memorable moment with you obviously was your skinny dipping with Ben. And by the way, I love how you end your book. Like I literally got chills. The end of her book is um, like your one requirement for your future husband, like must love skinny dipping. Oh, so good. Um, (laughs) So that's like a huge moment for you. People remember that with you. Did a producer like suggest that to you? Um, no. So we were like on the end of a group date. I think where were we? Puerto Rico. And I was actually like, let's see if this guy could spice it up a little bit. It just felt a little boring at times, you know? And I, I don't know. I just said to him like, on camera, like, Hey, like, Oh my gosh. Like kind of teasing. Like, wouldn't it be fun to skinny dipping? And he's like, let's go right now. And like, this was like the night before. Um, and I was like, no way. All these girls are sitting here. Like, that's crazy. And I was like, how about tomorrow night? And he was like, yeah, he's like, I have a feeling my date, he was having a one-on-one date the next day. He's like, I don't think it's going to last very long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, okay, well tomorrow it is. 
And then the producers obviously helped orchestrate it. And then the way it aired, it made it look like I was like waiting outside his room. And he was like stunned to see me. Right. Um, and maybe he was. Maybe he thought it was a joke, but I kind of took it as like a little bit more serious. <laughs> Wait, so originally he wanted to go skinny dipping with you on the group date? Like that's the your, end of the your group special date. time? Yeah. I, like that, I feel like that would have been more dramatic. I know. And I was like, there's no way I'm not going to do that in front of the girls. And, and you yeah. know, obviously there was a lot that went into it. Like the girl, you know, the producers knew and they kind of teed it up. They made it, they made it more entertaining for the viewer to watch, but they were like, Oh, the cameras are going to be so far away. And, um, they were, but you know, they can sure zoom in. Right. So, well, speaking of Ben, you have your New York times bestselling book. Um, and I highly recommend it for all the listeners listening right now, but Ben wasn't too happy with it at first. So what is your relationship status today? Like, are you guys on good terms? Yeah. You know what? We are on good terms. Uh, it was a few years after the book came out. He reached out around the holidays and was like, Hey, we kind of went through this thing. Like let's clear the air. We actually met up in Santa Barbara, um, for the weekend and just kind of, it was really just kind of friendly and just kind of put a bow on it. And, and he was like, no more books. And he kind of talked to me about like the whole Chris Jenner thing. I mean, a lot of time had gone by, like, it was just like two old friends catching up and that felt really good. I think for both of us, I mean, obviously we, we, we don't talk, um, we're on good terms, you know, like when my mom passed away, he reached out oh, and gosh, congratulated. Sorry. Yeah, it was rough. Um, and then congratulated me on the baby that, you know, just like little flyby things here and there, but um, yeah, no, so that was good. And, you know, I understand like the book thing was, that was kind of a big deal and it was my choice to share my side of the story. And I had to like creative choices to make, like, as far as like, I mean, obviously everything's true in it, but how much did I want to share? And, you know, I think he's a little bit more on the conservative side. So, um, mm -hmm. but I can, it couldn't keep everybody happy. That's the thing. Like if I had called everyone in the book and said like, Hey, are you okay with me saying this? The answer probably would have been no. <laughs> right. Yeah. You wouldn't have a book. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to nudge you a little bit. You kind of grazed over the fact that you met up with Ben for the weekend. Did you, were you guys like going on a date? Like, you know, I think, I mean, we kind of were like, let's see, you know, kind of like, I think we both kind of left the weekend being like, okay, we're, I think friendship is better here, you know? Okay. Um, but yeah. But you thought about giving it a shot? Yeah. Yeah. We, he was in Arizona. I saw him one time in Arizona and, um, yeah, just different. Just, it was just like, okay, we're friends. That, that was, that was that. And then I met my husband, I think about a year later. Cool. I wanted to ask a little bit about Emily O'Brien, but I don't even know if people will, she's like completely removed herself from the franchise. I think she like reality loves her. He, I think he's had her on her podcast a few times. I haven't like seen many of the girls from my season. I think that like a couple of them have just completely disappeared. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously like so much time has gone by and looking back, I could have handled that differently, but <laughs> I just, yeah. I thought we were like getting along great. So I was so shocked when she went to him and was like talking crap about me on the show. Oh, um, recently just, she did? No, on the show when it was airy or, you know, like when oh, it was filming. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Like, I, I thought, thought we were getting along fine. Too. Yeah. So okay. I didn't, I really didn't, I mean, she just didn't like me and I mean, yeah, but I don't really like, have much to say about her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, her whole character was just supposed to be like going against you. Like she was, that was her role. 
basically. Mm-hmm. I probably should have accepted her apology. She apologized at one point, um, but I don't know. It's just, it's just, they're making a television show and I'm sure if we saw each other, it'd be fine. Like I don't hold anything against her. Right. Okay. So your life is very different nowadays. Uh, you are a wife and a mom and you have a baby girl on the way. So ha- congratulations. First of all, that's so amazing. Hey, thank you have so many you. great things going on. How is this pregnancy going compared to your first? Um, you know what? It's definitely been a little bit more physically. Uh, it's been a little bit harder, I think, because it's a girl maybe. And also I'm chasing my son around. So uh, mm-hmm. also during my first pregnancy um, with my son, I, I didn't feel very sick at all, but like the pandemic had just hit. So I will say this time's a lot more relaxed, like, because we didn't really know, you know, COVID hit and I just had this like immense amount of pressure of like, don't get sick and don't get this. Like, we don't know what would happen. Right. Um, and even when I gave birth to Joaquin, um, you know, we couldn't have anybody there and I labored in a mask and so there was a lot oh. of uncertainty, and I guess for me now it's like there's a I'm a lot more relaxed. Like I kind of know what to expect. I've been I've been down this road. <laughs> yeah, like second time kid, you're a little bit more prepared. Yeah, like I mean, just the thought of labor the first time around, you just don't know what to expect. And like they didn't have classes, and I remember like the day or two before I went to the hospital <laughs> with my son, I was like watching YouTube videos on like labor and what to do. <laughs> Oh my God. Don't watch those. <laughs> yeah, I know. You figure it out, I guess. But I'm like, oh my gosh, like, am I going to know what to do? And so, but yeah, it's, I'm having a girl and I'm, I'm really excited. I think my husband's still in a little bit of shock. <laughs> I tease him. I'm like, oh my gosh, Joaquin's friends are going to hit on her someday. And he's like, oh no. Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. Do you have uh, potential names? Yeah, you know what? We picked out a name already. I'm going to order her stocking this week. Um, You know, she's due December 15th. So I'm like, I got to get everything done. Like, yeah, I got to get all the presents. And so, yeah, we'll share that when she gets here. Probably share the news with somebody. Well, you know, people I want to do you know, what you do for one, I want to do for both. So, so exciting. And to have a Christmas baby, that just makes it so much more exciting. Uh, I know, but you know, it's like you hear people that are like, oh, my birthday is right around Christmas and I got ripped off. So I feel like we're going to have to overcompensate for that. (laughs) I was seeing on your Instagram that you and your husband are both realtors. Have you been approached by any HGTV shows or is any sort of TV show television in your future or are we retired from TV? (laughs) Ah, that's a good question. Um, you know, we were approached recently to do a real estate show and, uh, we just, it wasn't the right timing. I was just found out I was pregnant. Um, so we'd probably be open to it if we had some creative control. Um, you know, obviously with reality TV, they need drama. They just, Mm -hmm. that's what, that's what makes it good. And, um, so yeah, maybe, I mean, I definitely was approached to do some other reality shows after my season and I just said no to them at the time because they wanted me to play that, that character. And uh, so yeah, maybe I think a real estate one would be really fun. My, my dream is to, uh, to start flipping homes and um, have some Airbnbs. So we'll see. Oh, that's amazing. Um, Were the shows that you were approached to do bachelor shows or other shows? So I got approached to do couples therapy, I think initially right after with Ben, um, mm-hmm. and then famously single <laughs> twice. Um, oh my God. 
Yeah. And then I actually was in talks. I started to film a sizzle with a pretty big network of my own show. They were going to give me my own show. And again, they were like, you'll have creative control. It's going to be positive. We're going to show you the way that you are. And then they would like set up these, like, like they sped up, like, for example, like a speed dating thing. And then they were like <laughs> trying to get me to be like really mean to the guys. And I was like, it's just, <laughs> they were like, they called me. They're like, honestly, this just isn't working out for either of us. Like, you're just too nice. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I like, they were trying to still squeeze that out of me. Right. Um, and then Dancing with the Stars was, a, I had had a meeting with them right after my season. That was one I would have loved to have done. Um, Didn't Ben not let you do it or something? He was like, he was like, if you do it, you won't have a fiance. Uh, and they That's like insane. had me come and said, I know I was like, it's a lot of money, you guys. And it's so fun. You get to like, like they explain the whole thing. Like you get to pick out your music and design your costumes. And I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would like be like sparkling all over the place. But <laughs> so that would have been fun. I got to go and like sit in the front row and watch that. And each week you go on, they pay you more. Like there's like an incentive, like they pay you a lump sum. And then each week you last, you make like another like 30,000 bucks or something. Can you disclose what like the lump sum, like the range that we're talking about? I feel like. Yeah, it was like 150,000. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. Just to come on. You could get eliminated night one. Wow. Exactly. And then, but each week you, you last, you can, there's like an incentive. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was kind of exciting. And then he kind of poo-pooed it and that's not why it didn't work out. They already had the season cast, but there was somebody on that they thought might get injured, um, uh, just because she was, I think she was a lot older and they were like, would you be willing to be the person to step in if she, you know? <laughs> and I said, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. You know, I would totally do it. I would have really had to have had to, you know, come, come to Jesus with him. But you know what's so funny? Like he probably didn't want you to do it because he was bitter. Like why wouldn't they ask him? He was the bachelor. Yeah, he said something like they, they he's like they offered it to you and I was like, "Uh, well, not really, but I'm going to take the meeting." And yeah, he wasn't thrilled. And then he got approached to do a show up in Sonoma and I kind of took the approach of like, "Well, I'm not going to be on it." And yeah. So, but that was so long ago. Like, oh, yeah. Gosh, there's there's so many shows now and I'm glad, I mean, I turned down famously single was like 50,000 and looking back, I'm like, shoot, maybe I should have just done it, but it just wasn't the right timing ever. <laughs> what about paradise? They did call me. Um, and it was right around the time my book came out and, uh, I was actually seeing somebody in LA and I was like, I had said like, Hey, you know, I'll see your next show. If, you know, you kind of like, help me, let me do this book. So that was kind of part of it. And um, then they realized there'd be a conflict of interest just because they wouldn't want the other contestants to feel uncomfortable around me. Like, oh, she, she might write another book. So like, they might not be themselves around her. <laughs> really? That's, That's so weird. interesting. Yeah. Cause I'm like, anyone can not, not like anyone can write a book, but like, yeah, that feels so, that feels weird to me. I know. And, and I, honestly, like- I was okay with it. I didn't want to do it. Cause I was like, I was like dating, kind of dating this guy. And he was like, what? Like, you're so in this world and like, you're going to go film the show. And it's like, well, I kind of have to. And what they probably wanted, they probably didn't want you to get like more popular and, and like promote your book that clearly doesn't paint them in a good light. You know, that's probably what they were actually scared of. I just don't think they were thrilled that I did it in the first place. And yeah. they probably didn't want me giving uh, other people any ideas or anything like that. So, but 
like, yeah, I went through the whole thing and like people that were going on the show were messaging me. There's so many DMs and calls and texts on the side. Like, are you going? And a couple of the guys that went on and one guy even flew to LA and was like, I want to meet you before. So wait, wait, from the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he went on a share who? Yeah, it was uh, Brooks from Desiree's season. Okay, cool. Did you have, like, yeah. did you date him? No, I mean, we just met, like, he met me before, and he was deciding if he was going to do the show. He's like, are you going to do it? And um, obviously, I ended up not doing it, but he did. But, yeah, no, it's just, like, a small world. And, like, some of the girls that I knew were calling me, like, oh, like, I've got dibs on, you know, so-and-so, oh or, like, God. uh-huh. I don't know. I'm really glad I didn't do that. I think, oh, my gosh, like, I just, they were, like, I don't think that they would have done me any favors or, you know. Yeah, but you would have been, like, the hot commodity on the beach. Like, I feel like every guy would be fighting over you. That would be so hilarious to watch them. Ah. Like, your little bachelorette season. <laughs> Wait, I have one more question about Paradise before we move off of that. Um, so we're talking about money. Did they offer you, like, any type of lump sum? Um, yeah, so that's definitely something I think each contestant negotiates. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like it's, like, kind of, I think, similar to, like, dancing, where it's, like, each however long you stay you know, mm-hmm. it's not a lot of money though, but I've heard of contestants negotiating more. Um, mm-hmm. now I'm sure they, a lot of these contestants are so thirsty and especially for the, the following that they probably do yeah. it for free, I would suspect. But I think the ones that like have gone farther, I'm sure they paid Becca a ton. That's what I was just oh, going to yeah. say. I'm like, you know, Becca Kufrim was probably making the most. <laughs> Oh yeah, she probably made Definitely. so much. And like obviously like the main people get paid a lot, like the bachelorettes and the um bachelors. I think they get close to like a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand in that range. And then the contestants well, don't yeah, I've heard that. get yeah. Get anything. <laughs> I think people think like, oh, they paid Courtney to come on. I'm like, mm, no. I remember I towards the end they're like send us your list of your bills like the last week and they were like okay this is how much we'll give you and I was like that just like barely covers anything (laughs) wait send us a list they like while you were filming they producers said send us a list of your bills yeah I think if you like if you make it far like towards the end it's like okay well here's you know so I like put my rent and I live in Santa Monica like my car payment and they're like we'll help you like if you make it to the end um we'll give you like a little bit like I want to say they were like oh here's 1200 bucks or something like that Um, like for rent in Santa Monica that would never cover I know (laughs) exactly I'm like uh my rent that's like two dinners (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so I mean definitely was you know and then my modeling career slowed down so that was that was kind of rough um are you modeling today? No, not really. No, I don't. I don't do that. I just real estate full time. If anyone's out there listening, think about moving to Arizona. Call her at your girl. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, I just do that full time, and then I don't even really do the influencing stuff. Like that's if it's something I really like, I'll I'll put it out there. But just kind of normal life stuff. Well, before we started this interview, you teased the potential idea of doing a second book. And if you don't want this in, we don't have to put this in. But if you are comfortable, like, would you share what your your second book could be about? Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things and people write me and I still get, especially during the pandemic, I get, I got so many messages, like your book really helped me. Um, and just really like people, it had legs, like people really enjoyed the book and 
I really enjoyed the writing process. So I wrote, I have a whole outline and basically have picking up where it left off um, and have, have it ready, but I know they wanted more bachelor gossip. So I just don't know if it would be as good as the first one, you know, but I definitely, it's something that I've thought about. I have some really good single stories and dating and what kind of got me to where I'm at with my husband I'd love would be that. good. Can yeah. you release it? Like, please do it. Yeah. Do good. It. Like I, I know my, I just met with my, um, my co-author was in town and we got together and she's, she's like, Hey, are you gonna, do you still want, do you want to do it? Like kind of nudging me. And so we'll see, but I think a lot of it too is like, I'm just like enjoying my husband and my babies and like, yeah. The first one was so juicy and I was single and I had to be single when I wrote it. Like I was actually seeing somebody, um, I had gotten back together with an ex-boyfriend when I started writing my first book and he was like, not okay with it. Like, well, what are you putting in there? And mm-hmm. are you going to talk about, you know, sex with other people? And so I think that's hard for, for men to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't want to read about that. I get it. And I told, and like with my husband, I respect him so much. So it's like how you know, you know, how conservative would I have to be in or, you know, and there's some of the stories are just so juicy. Well, if you decide to do it, please let us know because we totally. definitely want to read it and promote it. I'll send you it a advanced copy if I do. Please. Well, uh, where can everyone find you? I know you're saying you're not doing the influencer thing, but when we want to see cute baby pics and oh, all the realtor yeah. stuff, where can we find you? <laughs> I'm on my Instagram, just Bug Robertson. That's my nickname. And my, obviously my maiden name. Um, and I'm trying to change it. I need to learn how to do that. But, um, to Courtney Robertson, Preciado. And yeah, I'm on okay. Twitter. That's about it though. Awesome. Cool. Thank well, you so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Of course. I hopefully you got some good stuff. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Thank, Thank you. you, Courtney. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. So that's our episode this week. Be sure to subscribe. So these episodes get downloaded straight to your phone and you know right away when a new episode drops. And make sure to follow (laughs) She's All Batch on Instagram and follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. Amen. Amen, soul sister. Anything else? else? (laughs) No? No. Bye, bitches.